Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. Hello and welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. We are coming to you again from RTE's MojoCon in Galway. I'm joined by Robert Hernandez. He is a professor over at USC in California and is part of the Javernalism? Uh, ju- yeah, Javernalism is uh, how my students and I uh, call our work. We have an app. Uh, an iOS and Android journalism, but instead of a U, it's a V. It's a cute little typo. There, that was really great. Well, talking about you're training the next generation of GR, VR journalists. Yeah. Um, when it comes to ethics and it comes to a lot of the uh, the nitty gritty part of journalism, what part do you think technology plays into that? Um, well, so there's a couple things uh, that I try to achieve with my, my class and my, my teaching. The technology really is just one of the things that comes and goes. It's kind of like the, the honey that brings folks to the classroom to go experiment, but it's really the content and the collaboration from the different backgrounds that really is the lightning in the bottle there. And when we are producing these new, exper- these new experiences, it's like the first drafts of these, of these types of experiences. Who knows if uh, it'll go as uh, Google Glass went. That's a class that I taught three years ago before that augmented reality in journalism. Um, These technologies will change over time, but what I'm hoping they do is they open up their creative mind and try to figure out, this is a story I want to tell. How can I use these tools, imperfect as they are, changing quickly uh, as they are, how can I use them to do better storytelling? And ethics definitely comes into play. Um, I remember a moment we did a project for ProPublica called Helen Highwater VR. It was about uh, the Houston Ship Channel. Uh, scientists were predicting a 30-foot storm surge would come and, and wash away the Ship Channel. Hurricane Ike had generated a 10-foot storm surge. And as we were thinking about it, we thought, well, VR can give you a real honest sense of scale of, of what a 30-foot storm surge is. It was, we talked about different experiences, and one student was like, whoa, we can put you in a house, and then there's a storm outside. You look out the window, you see the storm, you see the wind, you see the trees, and then the roof gets ripped off. That's not journalism, right? So we had to boil down, what is, what's the point that we're trying to do here? We're trying to give you a sense of scale. When we say 30 feet, in journalism, we try to show, don't tell. 30 feet, well... Your brain does the best it can to kind of imagine that, but with virtual reality, I give you that sense of scale. Not only that sense of scale, we went to Houston, found a house along the the water there, captured it in 360, and recreated that house in CG. We found a house with an empty lot next to it, dropped the CG version of that house next to that real house, My Blue Heaven, as it was called, and then in that CG space, we use that house as a sense of scale, based on reality, based on an actual house, based on an actual location. The wall of water comes, and you realize, oh, game over for that house. It's I, a, something serious. I actually remember that project. Uh, I knew some people at the Texas Tribune. I yes. know it was a great project overall. So when you're trying to tell those stories, to what extent do you think it's going to be the video you shoot, and to what extent do you think it's going to be the uh, graphics you create? Every story is different, right? Um, everyone always asks, like, what's a great 360 story? It just kind of depends. There's no best answer. There's no best practices in this space. It's the beauty and the curse of working in an immersive space. It's constantly changing. Uh, I'm excited about that to experiment, to try to push things forward, to, to try something and even fail at it. 
Um, but there's no real answer that this equals this. So we start with story. Um, when ProPublica and the Texas Tribune approached us, um, they told me all these different aspects of the story. And I thought, great, we had done 360 video. This would be a really great project that brings in uh, CG graphics, something we hadn't done before. Um, and uh, we like to bring in other media types like uh, photos and videos into the immersive experience. Not that many news organizations have been doing that. So my students and I have pioneered some stuff. Um, one student created what we call a photo dome, a photo, an immersive photo gallery. Um, I'm going to brag for a moment. Her work there led her straight from my classroom to the New York Times, where she oh, works there, right? That's awesome. So we're constantly experimenting, and these are the students that are trying to figure this stuff out and unlock opportunities that benefit them, the students, of course, but also the newsrooms that maybe don't have the budget or the culture to lean forward and experiment in this space. Well, so we have a few of the uh, a few 360 cameras here yes. to kind of look at. So uh, two are Insta360, and the third is the original uh, Samsung 360. It's about a year old now. They just announced a new one. Ancient. Uh, it's ancient in this time. <laughs> yeah. So this one goes for around I think uh, 350 bucks. Uh, requires a Samsung phone. The new one is smaller. What they did was. Um, they took some of the components and put it on into the stand here, and they brought the lenses together. So uh, there's what happens with these cameras is they're fisheye lenses that overlap and are blended together. The more they overlap, the better the blending. Uh, so by bringing the lenses closer together, they overlap more, so the stitching is much better. Um, really fantastic camera. This is what we use when we cover the inauguration and the, the Women's March on Washington. Um, and then these uh, uh, Insta360 Nano has come to the scene just really changing the game. Uh, Insta360, the Nano, this one here, uh, was made for iOS, um, $200, um, really fantastic. You can live stream uh, on Periscope in 360, Facebook in 360, and YouTube uh, in 360. Two fisheye lenses up to 3K in terms of quality. Um, so here, let me, you know, you've, you've <laughs> just downloaded the app. We popped that in here, okay. and hopefully it. Forgive my uh, dirty uh, iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if it'll, here, let's. Let's start that over again. So you pop in the camera, so the phone is upside down, and then it should launch the app any moment now. Let's see if I'll launch it. Uh, and then the uh, camera connects to the, um, to the iPhone. So it's not connecting for some reason, but um, this one here has got an external battery, so you have to charge it. Uh, it also has a micro SD card, okay. so you can save your videos and the photos in here, as well as on your camera roll. If you want, I can use my phone. Sure. Um, and then this is the, the third one we have here is the uh, Android version? The Android version. So while this one's $200 because it has the external battery, you can actually use it without the phone. Okay. Um, this one is no external battery, no external hard drive, um, pops into an Android, so it's micro USB. They also have a USB-C one. This is $130. With $130, you can now live stream in 360. So here is the app. Getting me from all sorts of good angles. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so the the tricky part with uh, fisheye is is the uh, let's see. I'm gonna take a photo. Here we go. 
And then with that photo... You can see all of us. You can see all of us, right? And then when I uh, share it, I can uh, put it out on all the social platforms. Uh, what's really cool is this one here in animation that does this, it's called The Little Planet. You can tweet this out, you can put this on Facebook. It just kind of really captures the 360-ness of it. Um, yeah, these are these are new cameras that have come in, I would say, in the last few months and really have changed the industry and gotten a hold, replacing the Ricoh Theta. A year ago at MojoCon, people, this was brand new, and the Ricoh Theta, as pronounced here, uh, was one that a lot of people use. That one is now dead to me. Okay. It's over. Uh, these are the ones for that low-end one. But the company, Insta360, also has a high-end one called the Insta360 Pro that claims 8K. Yeah. 8K. Um, I haven't seen the footage. I haven't worked with it yet, so I can't vouch for it just yet. But if it's like these cameras, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And something to keep an eye on. Now, we're obviously in Ireland for this conference. It, do you think the, uh, the culture of experimentation, trying new things, is going to catch on beyond this island? I mean, obviously you're, you're in the States, on American as well, yeah. but the, you know, the, the, it seems like there's a growing interest around the world, but what sure. about the well, outside, of, outside of North America and Europe? Well, I mean, it, it, no matter how cool the technology, no matter what the strategy document says on a piece of paper, culture eats strategy every day. It's a famous quote that someone else has coined. Um, it doesn't matter if you have this cool stuff if it's not baked into your workflow, in, in your experimentation. Um, a lot of legacy companies have that challenge, and it really comes down from the top in terms of supporting and, and having a runway for people to experiment. Um, but one approach that I have is training students to go out and disrupt the newsrooms yeah. with the value of, of journalism or with the value of whatever industry they're working under. Um, it just takes a couple people to be open-minded, grounded, and inclusive. Right, so I have a VR Google group and Slack channel for uh, journalists that are working in this space. And we're constantly sharing uh, tips and asking very stupid questions. That's why actually I created the space so I can ask these stupid questions. Um, and just this knowledge exchange is wonderful. As we're growing this community and helping define it, we're doing it together. Um, that is something that's not necessarily part of everyday culture when we might be competitors. Yeah. Right? You're a freelancer, I'm a freelancer. You're at the New York Times, at the Washington Post. Yeah. But this kind of brings us together. Um, Dublin, of course, is a hub, a tech hub. Uh, it should be taking advantage as much as possible um, of this kind of experimentation. The thing to think about, a lot of people, I'll go back to newsrooms in the journalism industry, they're like, oh my god, something else to do. Oh, well, I'm going to wait till it goes mainstream. I always remind folks, the news industry had an opportunity with the internet, but we waited and we blew it. We blew the internet. We were dismissive of blogs. We were dismissive of social media. Ah, 140 characters. What are you going to do with that? We can take down governments. Uh, and Mojo, Mojo Journalism. We were late to be mobile. Um, I'm really hoping we're not late to this immersive uh, disruption that is happening. And it doesn't matter to me whether it's on these cameras or if you're using a gaming engine called Unity 3D with 3D models or using technology with like photogrammetry um, or you're consuming it through your phone, through a magic window or Google Cardboard or an Oculus Rift. I don't know what the form factor will be, but I do know I want journalism and the ethical, accurate content that we produce to be there and to 
be relevant, not to be an actor. Do you feel like there's a certain philosophical story to be told by the fact that we're looking at a camera from both sides? We're part of the story. As right. Much as people are right. So, well, well, so there are different techniques, right? So, um, being on camera or not being on camera, right? So, a couple, a couple people invoke cinema verite. It's real life. Yeah. Well, yes, but where you put the camera also determines the perspective. Um, but you know, when we went to cover the inauguration and cover the women's march. The result of the election and the things that we're seeing recently is very myopic demonization of the other, not understanding one side of the politics spectrum to the other, dismissive, and really trying to, you know, what this unlocks is a 360 perspective, and hopefully that's something we can take advantage of to really bring people together. Um, one of the things that, that VR does, immersive storytelling does, if done right, you can hold presence with someone, right? If this were done in 360 and that camera was 360, they could feel like they're here with us and they're holding presence with us. Sorry. Um, and, and, yeah, and soon, very soon. soon. But um, you do that with a refugee, you do that with uh, an undocumented immigrant, a trans person, uh, a Trump supporter, someone you may not know in your real yeah. life, you can hold presence with them and really have access to another level of experiences. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you guys for joining us. Please uh, share and like this. Thanks so much. Have a good day.